everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio, Locker Room Live Post Game. Nope. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio, Green Room Live Post Game. That's right. They changed the name from Locker Room to Green Room. It's only game two for me. I'm still getting used to it. It's the preseason for all of us. I know the actual season has started. And, uh, hey, the Flyers know the season has started, unlike uh, falling asleep in the second period of their of their opener. Hey, they actually look like a real team tonight. Now, it's exciting. It's fun. It's cool. A 6-1 win is great. Uh, beating Dave Hackstall is especially great. Um, let's not get I, – I don't – I don't want to throw cold water on it because I'm excited too. That was a lot of fun. It's it's great when they score a bunch of goals, uh, role players get involved, Nate Thompson getting set up in a fight, Justin Braun scores a goal. It's a lot of fun. Um, Seattle is terrible. I mean, that roster out there, it, it's the perfect Hackstall team. I mean, it's a bunch of guys who aren't very good. That's exactly what Dave Hackstall has always dreamed of, honestly. If he could have, you know, 20 below average players on the ice, he would. All at the same time, maybe. Uh, And it's showing perfectly. He is the ideal coach for this team because he loves players who aren't very good. And uh, they're they're stacked with them. But uh, the Flyers, you know, got a few past, uh, got more than a few, got quite a few past uh, Phil Grubauer. He's an excellent goaltender, so it's not as if, uh, you know, the entire team is scrubs, although basically it is. Um, I, they, they played a good, solid game early on. It didn't look like they were dealing with the uh, the Seattle forecheck particularly well, but by early on, I mean like the first five minutes of the game. From then on out, it was kind of all Philly. Uh, you know, a few negative things. They they do tend to get pinned down in the zone a little much. Sometimes they can get lost in coverage in front of the net. But overall, I liked what I saw out there. Obviously, the offensive output is great. The uh, passion out there, um, guys sticking up for each other. You know I love the fights. Damn, do I love the fights. Uh, so it was – all in all, you can't ask for much more. Uh, we think the Flyers might be a pretty good team. Seattle, not very good. And they take care of business in front of the home crowd. They beat them on the scoreboard. Uh, Nate Thompson gets a little revenge after, uh, you know what, Nick Sealer, I'm not even going to say he lost that fight because did he take a beating from Alexiak? He absolutely did, but he did what he had to do in that fight. So I'm going to give Sealer props for his scrap as well and. All around, I'm happy with what I saw. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say about it. And uh, with that, let's yeah, let's just get to it. Let's get right to the uh, let's get right to the uh, the callers. Let's lead it off with Dan Allen. Dan, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill, am I on? You are awesome. First caller is on right away. I love it. My first time too. It's really cool to be on with you. Oh, thanks for calling in. Yeah. So. Um... I can't be the only one who wants to see Claude Giroux take like 300 shots this season, right? <laughs> oh, that's it was that's what I when he uh, when he passed to Couturier on that two on one. I was just like, "What are you doing? You're a goal scoring winger now. Your passing days are over." Like, I just want to see him rip some goals. Uh, that's that's his job now. Yeah, get in the slot and rip it. I, I'm definitely liking seeing what I've seen from a lot of the new acquisitions. You know, uh, Ellis looks great. I love Atkinson just throwing it on the net from every angle. We need that. You know, I love Voracek, but that's not something he was ever going to give you. Um, 
And then, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it, like the, the shooting mentality is really an element they needed. Just testing goalies. Like we saw in that first game, how many stupid bounces can, can just go in if, if you give it a shot. And, you know, they went against the Flyers in that game. But, man, like that Broussard play tonight, like just get it into the high danger areas. He's trying to pass it across, but passing, you know, into the slot is a dangerous play. And that's why there's a lot of, there's a lot going on there. Like get the puck to those areas. And I think they're doing a good job of that minus, you know, the second period of the first game. Yeah. The other thing I noticed that was encouraging for me was that, uh, you know, a lot of we were all kind of freaked out by uh, Carter Hart in the first game. Um, but one of the main things I noticed about him in that game is that he, he wasn't absorbing any shots. Like everything that hit him, it was hit him in the glove and the chest and the pad. It was just popping out for rebounds. And uh, this game, he hardly let up any. He was swallowing it pretty good. Yeah, he had uh, he had one weird like pop up tonight, but for the most part, um, I, I thought he controlled it well. It was a great bounce back for him. Like I said, it's not. It's not the most highly skilled team. It's not like they tested him a ton. Uh, but, you know, that's that's what the defense is there for. The defense is there to take away the high-danger stuff, make sure, you know, the goalie only has to stop the lowest, uh, you know, potential danger shots. So uh, I, I liked what I saw out of heart. Uh, before I say, oh, he's back, I'm going to need to see him put a few together. Uh, but definitely – what we saw tonight is better than the alternative. I'll say that for sure. And the last thing I'll say is that, you know, not saying that Seattle is any good or not, but I did watch their first two games and they looked halfway decent in those two games. This is the first time they've ever looked really outmatched. uh, So now take that for what it's worth. But uh, all right. Thanks man for taking my call. Uh, Let's go flyers. You got it. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Dan. All right. Let's go to Nikki hall. Nikki checking in on the post game. How's it going? Well, I would say that I tell you he'd rebound, but damn, did he rebound. <laughs> Holy. He did. Man. He did. Um, but I got to say, like, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with y'all. When I seen Sealer with that, like, I don't know what face you want to describe, but when I seen that facial expression, I was like, Holy shit. We needed <laughs> that type of player last season. Cause like, you could see the difference between. You know, us looking dead the first period. I mean, like, not this, not like this first period wasn't like dead. Like, we were firing on all angles. It was similar to the last game, except we scored a couple more goals, which I think that probably played a difference in our play. Maybe, maybe not, but definitely was a confidence booster. And I can definitely tell for certain that Hart was much more settled in than he was the first game. Like, I get that. The season opening struggles, like, yeah, and he uh, like he missed some. He missed a little bit of time in the preseason when they said he was quote unquote banged mm-hmm. up. And Martin Jones played a couple of those games at the end there, so it's shaking the rust off and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I'm never, I'm never gonna be like out on Carter Hart. It was just no, like he's here, especially no, like these next couple of years are all like growing time for him, but. The thing is, mm-hmm. they are depending on him this year. Like, they didn't go out and get a competent backup. They went out and got Martin Jones. So, I need this team to win, and he has right. to be a big part of that. So, I just want to see a little bit more, but definitely a great first step after that shaky uh, first game. And really, the third period and overtime of the first game were a great first step for Hart, I thought. Mm. Mm. I know, definitely. Um, the one thing that I will say is, like, my one friend even pointed out, they were like, you know, and, and it's true, too, that it was like, oh, it was one game. It's like, it, it's game one. If it was game 20 and he was still struggling, okay, I can see people's case. But like, oh, my gosh, 
he's not doing all that great, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, just just chill. It's it's one game, all right? Like, that's, if, I, I, I get it. I, had... I get it. I get it. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, like, no. he's, you know, to be honest, you've seen how he was all of the previous season. Like, he was banged up from that, banged up from, you know. and it, It's a shame, too, because, like, you know, this season definitely, you know, do I expect big things? Yes and no. I mean, they're going to happen in spurts, and they happen in spurts. They happen in spurts. Um, the one thing I do want to actually uh, just having freaking Bastion get his get, get manhandled tonight. Oh my god, that was that was true. I was like, like, like legit when he played for the Devil was it last season? Like I was every time I seen him on the ice, it like I literally got so pissed off. It was just seeing him. It was just like he was just that. I don't know. He's just that thorn in the side that you you just you can you can never you can never shake off. He's like that bad itch. And then like seeing him manhandle tonight. And yeah, I'm not gonna say that uh, Sealer no Sealer pumped up that crowd. You kidding me? <laughs> but Thompson going oh, at yes. it and laying him out. Like, Sealer Sealer knew what he was getting into when right, when right. he went up to Alexiak and like picked that fight. He knew, like, this wasn't, mm-hmm. it was very, not similar, because, like, you know, Talbot and the Penguins were down 3 nothing in that game. But it's like, I will take, I will take the beating for right. the emotional boost it will give my team. That was more just a, yeah, Sealer was making more just a team oh, play. Like, that's the equivalent of blocking a shot, basically. Like, this is going to hurt, but I got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um... Yeah, the, and the one thing, uh, it kind of would it would have been interesting if uh, Ristolainen was actually set to go tonight, if that would have made the game a little more interesting. I know, honestly, I, really, like, I, I really just want to see this dude, like, like honestly, people I'm just, around. I'm just like, I'm just imagining how tonight would have gone. I feel like that would have been him in there instead of Steeler. Like, exactly, that, that probably yes. would have been really fun to see. Like, I'm not going to lie. And like, all right, one last thing. Then I'll, um, what was it? Uh, what was the last thing? Hold on, hold on. I'm really trying to. Uh, what was the last thing I wanted to say? Oh, the Braun goal. Um, I was like, I just saw him fired at that. I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe it'll squeak by. And then not even two seconds later, my confirmation, there was confirmation. I was like, oh, well, I mean, that's our luck. It just, it just, (laughs) thanks a lot, Nikki. I appreciate it. Like, it does feel great. Like, you have to always, a guy like Braun who scores one or two a year, like you just always have to feel happy for him, no matter what your uh, no matter what your personal opinion of Justin Braun is as a hockey player. And I think most people have come around to like, okay, yes, as a third pair stay at home defenseman, he does his job pretty well. But no matter what your opinion is, you always have to be happy for a guy like Braun. And when you see something like that, the the little squeak uh, just get by Grubauer there. You know it's a good night for you. You know things are going your way. Uh, Tyler Heath. Tyler, you're on the air. Tyler wants. Yeah, we're good. We're good. I got you. you. There you are. There you are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's the unmute. But uh, so I really love the Broussard, Atkinson, and Farabee line. I'm like obsessed with them right now. Um, I'm a little scared of what's going to happen when they they might break them up when Hayes gets back. So I, I was wondering what your thoughts were about what they're going to do when Hayes gets back since Broussard is doing so well and there's so much chemistry on that line. I think it'll have to, uh, they'll have to do, I, I do like that line. It's, it's a good combination of hard work and skill. Uh, I, I like what I'm seeing out of them. Um, I think a lot of it will have to really depend on who else is going well and how much, 
Kevin Hayes can contribute, especially right away. You know, lines get shuffled, lines get moved around all throughout the season. I'm never going to worry about, like, game to game, which lines are going to get broken up. Eventually, I think they figure these things out. It's the second game of the season. I don't think anything's really permanent. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it'll really depend on if there are other guys playing well enough to put with Kevin Hayes uh, or if Hayes is healthy enough to elevate, say, um, Limblom or Lawton or whoever they want to put him with if you don't want to break that lineup, you know. Uh, so it'll just uh, – yeah. it, it'll come down to a lot of things. But I am absolutely liking what I'm seeing out of that line. Yeah, man. I got one more thought for you, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, with with Sealer, you know, everyone loves him right now. Um, what do you think is going to happen when Risto gets back? Um, who do you think is going to come out? Um, do you think it's going to be Sealer? Do you think it's going to be Braun? I heard a couple different things with that. Um, I personally think it's going to be Sealer. I hope it's not, but uh, it'd be fun seeing Risto and Sealer together on on our deep pair. Yeah, I just uh, I, I doubt it'll be. You know, the third pair is is pretty set right now, and I think they like the idea of this veteran third pair that we can just put out there like a set and forget couple of guys in Yandel and Braun that we can just not worry about. Uh, they're not going to be the best line, but they're not going to like. There are going to be no disasters when they're out there every, you know, for thirty seconds uh, every time they go out. So I don't see it being either of those. And then you get into well, if it's not Provi and Ellis, and it's not Sandheim, that only leaves Sealer. And I think Sealer really is here, especially at this point, um, you know, before the Risto injury. Like he's here to be the seven, uh, especially with Moran out. So I, I do think it's going to be Sealer, but. Man, this is a contact sport, and if the luck of the Flyers continues as it has the last few years, he'll get plenty of opportunities. So I'm not all that worried uh, about not seeing more Nick Sealer. He'll get time, uh, and that's it. he's here to be the seven. Like I think the six guys that they'll play ahead of him are better players than him. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out. But um, depth is never a bad thing. Uh, how do I get back to the requests? Here we go. Anna. Anna, you are live on the post game. How's it going tonight? I'm good. How you doing, Bill? I'm well. So how sad do we feel for Seattle fans this season, huh? Oh, those poor bastards have to watch a, a fucking hackstall team. Like, uh, it, it's just such a shame. Like, I'm watching their defensemen back in on the blue line. I'm looking at all these bottom six players playing on the first line. And I go, yep. That's about right. <laughs> they were such dog shit. They couldn't do anything right. And yeah, I don't they're... feel bad for them. Like, I don't feel bad for the team because they chose Hackstall and that's their business. And that's hilarious to me. But the Seattle fans, I do feel bad for because they don't deserve this. Yeah, like they've been sitting there waiting for a team all this time. And then, oh, yeah, here you go. Here's Dave Hackstall. But really, it's Dave Hackstall's evil twin with a goatee. Like, it's, I really, like, this win (laughs) felt so good. Like, this felt like a rivalry game, even before the fights and the scrappiness started, because I really don't like that guy. Like, the Flyers, the Flyers' mediocrity started Mm. before him and lasted longer than him, but he was just the embodiment of it. Like, I blame him way more than I should. Yeah, I have, like, these really unnatural, hateful feelings toward him. He doesn't deserve that no, as a I'm human sure, being. But, I'm oh, sure gosh, he's a nice him. enough guy and everything, but yeah, I just, I fucking hate him. I just hate him. 
It was nice to see him suffer tonight. It sure was. And I'm so hyped for this season. What a nice way to start. I didn't get to see the game on Friday because I was out. So for me, this is the first game of the season. (laughs) No, it is. And they hung six on them. They did. And if, you know, the third period of the first game carries over and this is more, this is closer to the team we're going to see, I'm excited as well. My, uh, like, my idea of expectations, like I always expect the Flyers to go to the conference final. Like that's my bottom expectation. Now, do I actually expect them to meet my expectation? Rarely, but I'm starting to get excited about what this team could be. Cause a lot of our, what ifs, at least after two games look like they might end up on the plus side for once. Hell yeah. Thanks Bill. All right. Thanks a lot, Anna. Uh, let's see here. Requests. Oh, great. A guy named fuck you wants to speak. What's going on? Ah, come on, dude. You got to hit the, if that's going to be your name, you got to hit the unmute button. So that was directed towards Spotify, making me download a separate app other than Spotify, (laughs) Spotify, by the way. Also, that is annoying, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if you see my picture of a toilet that was also directed towards Spotify. Um, Okay. Yeah. I do see that now. But anyway, yeah, that was the whole reason. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no worries, dude. My, my biggest thing about the game tonight, I mean, it was just so nice to not see the team sit back with a lead and keep pushing. I mean, when's the last time we just saw this dominance from the oh, team? Oh, that's, actually, that's actually a great point because it's something I wanted to mention uh, at the beginning of the show was with like five or six minutes left, they had two guys in deep battling on the four check. And I was just so happy to see that. Like the game is over and you are still pushing at the end. Uh, that's real nice to see. Yeah. I was just super happy with it. And and to know that we're down, the players were down, right? Like Hayes isn't in there. Allison isn't in there. Risto's not in there. And this is already happening. It was just very, very nice to see. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for the depth. Uh, we, we've talked for the last few years about this team's depth, and you know when it came down to it, it wasn't good enough. It seems like maybe this year with these opportunities that the depth guys are getting and then the idea that you know the players who are out right now are going to come back, they actually might have this depth for once. My only worry is uh, just the Kraken being complete horseshit garbage, to be honest. Oh yeah, they they might really suck. Um, just like looking at their roster, it's like who who on this team would you consider dangerous? Like you know, like who who did you have to game plan for here? And th- there's really nobody. They're not a good team. But the Flyers did what you're supposed to do to a bad team and beat the shit out of them. Remember they lost to like Buffalo a couple of times last year. Like that's not supposed to happen. Uh, so it's nice to see them take care of business and look like a good team against a team that they are considerably better than. Yeah, that was really it. I just wanted to be kind of positive about, about the game tonight. And, you know, the other, game, awesome. you know, didn't, didn't go the way we wanted it to, but no, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, no, it's, I think it's good to be positive about this one because there's so much to be down about after the first game. And now you can start to look at it like, all right, but if the carryover from that third period, that overtime, um, really the third period, the overtime wasn't great. But, okay, now we've strung together some good hockey. And, yes, yeah, Seattle might suck, but the Flyers are supposed to beat teams that suck, and they did. So 
how can I hold it against them? They did what they were supposed to do. They did what I wanted them to do. All right, Ian Ackerman. Ian, you are live on the post game. All right, Ian. there we go. Sorry. Oh, there you are. There you are. Technical difficulties. Anyway, what's going on, big dog? Oh, uh, just celebrating a win. How are you this evening? Doing pretty good, man. I got to listen to it. Um, man, I can't wait to see the highlights, but uh, that's more like it. It just sounded like a pretty complete game, which, you know, everybody's been complaining over last season about how they couldn't play a complete 60 minutes, and it's just good to see. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, like, getting their stuff together in, like, the first five minutes, imposing their will on the team, and then really staying on top of them for the entire rest of the game was – it just made for an excellent formula to, like, build your confidence in this team that they actually do have, you know, 60 minutes of hockey in them. Right. And uh, I, from what I heard, I mean, I was impressed from uh, with what Coatsy and Saunders were saying about Hart. I mean, the first shot of the game was like a breakaway, I think, and then he had a he robbed Jordan Eberle. So, like, that's huge. I'm really glad to to hear about that. That's yeah. He like the total shot count and everything. It's not going to look great, but the first five ten minutes of the game, Seattle uh, probably did have the puck more. I know they had the shot advantage. Uh, early on until the Flyers got their goal and then really just started to pour it on. But Carter Hart made some important big saves, and the save on Eberle early was uh, – honestly, it was fucking awesome. So, like, he he, he did his part. Uh, Low-volume night, yeah. but the game – momentum could have swung early towards Seattle, and he made sure it didn't. Right. Like, if one of those would have went in, I mean, you know, he's a young kid. His confidence could have been shaken and, you know, not sure what could have happened, but – his confidence went the other way, and that's that's something we need to build off of, and I was really glad to see that. And uh, also glad to see that TK is having a pretty good start to the season. He's going to be an important guy that we need this year if we're going to get somewhere. Now, TK is like if Carter Hart was the biggest, well, if he's good, we'll be fine, and they have a lot of those. Like TK is probably second behind Hart in terms of, guys that absolutely just needed to bounce back and be better if this team wants to prove that they're closer to the team we saw, you know, before the pandemic than it is the one we saw after it. Um, uh, TK is is going right. to be huge. And him on that line with Couturier and Drew, it looks like that line uh, that we saw a few years ago together. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping he keeps it up. He had a good start to last season and we saw it fall off. But, you know, Maybe last year was just the most shitty year for everybody in the organization, and a lot of these guys are better than we think. Right. Now let's just see if, you know, we got, what, Boston and Florida coming in next, and those are two way better teams. Oh, those are good tests, man. Yeah, like Boston, I think Boston isn't quite as good as they've been. I think they lost some depth, but we know the good players they have are really damn good, and, you know, Pasta Pasta just absolutely dominates us. And Florida is a hell of a team, yeah. man. So it's it, it's going to be two good tests right there. Yeah, man. I'm hoping somebody could clock Marshawn, and uh, I'll, oh. I'll end at that, man. I <laughs> hope you have a good night, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Let's go, Flyers. Go, Flyers. Appreciate it, Ian. Yeah, absolutely. Always want somebody. Always want somebody to take on Marshawn. Like oh, that guy, man. God damn it. Uh, let's see, Jacob Senchak. Jacob, you were on the post game. Hey, Bill, I only have uh, two comments. Uh, first, Ryan Ellis looking like uh, Eric Desjardins out there. 
Um, that was nice to see. And uh, second, I uh, for so many years, I asked for an enjoyable Flyers game where Dave Hassel was head coach. And uh, I finally got my wish. Yeah, you got you got what you wanted to see there. They were aesthetically pleasing with Dave Haxtell behind the bench of one team. It just wasn't them. You know, I, I don't know if they were uh, any extra motivated to beat him tonight. But I hope they were. Because I would have, like, I, I beating him felt awesome. Yeah, I mean, you have to be. I mean, you know they were looking forward to that game. So I'm glad they delivered. Yeah, it was enjoyable. All right, you got I it. So. Um, okay. I keep hitting buttons on this, and then uh, i got to go back. All right, Jason H. Jason, you were on the post game. Jason, is there an unmute button? Oh, there is. Found it. Sorry about that. Yep, yep. No worries. This <sighs> seems to be an issue. i got to, like, do one of these as a test and then see what's actually on the other end, like enter as a speaker under a different account. So I understand what's going on on the other end, I think. Yeah. It kind of like bounces. It's kind of weird, but either way, okay. gotcha. um, you know, as great as this is, the, 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 the victory is awesome. I mean, but I would rather look a little bit forward and I have two questions on that. Number one, Martin Jones, do we expect him to get his first start in the next couple games? Or are they going to wait till the road trip? Oh, man. Um, what's it? Wednesday, Saturday is their schedule coming up. So, I mean, there's no reason to start Martin Jones other than you want to get him a game. Uh, I wouldn't. That's just me. I would. I mean, to me, this season is the Carter Hart show. It's like, kid, you got to – we just gave you five million bucks. You got to go out there and earn that five million bucks. Um, but they you – know, Coaches are always worried about not having their backup ready, and then they have to put him in cold. Uh, so when do you play him, though? Like, do you play Martin Jones against Boston? That's asinine. You'll lose. Like, I, the spot I was looking at was next week on the road, the back-to-back. Okay. They have the back-to-back coming up. Um, yeah, I – Man, a seasoning season opening homestand. I want to give the fans. I want to give Hart every opportunity to like build up that goodwill in front of the home crowd and kind of like you know they have three points in two games. He gives you the best chance at finishing out this homestand with as many points as you can get. So, yeah, I, I don't know if you go Jones until the road. Uh, the other question I was going to ask is. Sealer, that's just awesome tonight. It's nice for us to finally show some guts and some heart. Um, my other, but my question in relation to that is: is the toughness? It seems like the East is picking up. Does that have, is that the truthfully the Tom Wilson factor? I think it absolutely is. Like every team, you're gonna have to answer for it. Every team, whether you're in the division, you play them a certain amount of times, or just in the conference you are going to have to play a certain number of games against a guy who will fuck you up if you don't have anyone who will stop him. And the problem is, like, even if you have, say, a Ryan Reeves, you want Ryan Reeves out there against the first line? Because Tom Wilson's a top six forward. Like, (laughs) that's the other issue. It's like, okay, yeah, we can put our fourth line out there and someone can take a swing at him, but, like, Ovechkin might score a fucking goal in between. So how do you really deal with it? I I do think... Um, 
I, I do think that things are related. I think teams are toughening up. I mean, it's hockey. Teams always are looking for excuses to have guys who aren't that good, uh, but will throw punches in the lineup. But it does seem like it's a necessary element uh, in the East when you're dealing with a Tom Wilson. Well, thanks, Bill. Keep it up. I'm going to go back to watch the Flames here in their 1975-looking ice. <laughs> thanks a lot, Jason. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sean, Sean Venata, you are live on the post game. Hey man. Um, thanks for having me on. Um, all I wanted to say was, um, you know, one thing I really felt different from on today compared to Friday isn't just that they won. It's just that it wasn't an emotional roller coaster. You know, Friday was such an emotional comeback and it felt like every game last year, win or lose or a close game was just draining, and you just can't have that in an 82-game season. They need to play like this and not let their emotions get too high or too low. No, I I feel you. And this one was, like, there was emotion and passion in it, but, like, they didn't have to, okay, yeah, we took a period off, so we have to put two periods worth of effort into the third period to make up for it, because I do think there is something, too, like this team's postseason struggles over the last however many years, you know, decade, basically. Like, yeah, most of the time, they just have been the not-as-good team in a lot of these series. That's why they've lost. The better team wins. But they need so much effort to make the playoffs, to make these like constant comeback wins, all that shit. Like it takes a lot out of you every now and then you need to just win a game and own it for 60 minutes and not have to try that hard in the third period. They actually had that tonight and it was real refreshing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I I, I can't imagine a greater relief and happiness than, you know, mid-March feet up and we're definitely making the playoffs. So let's just hope we're there a few months from now. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like if it doesn't come down to a game 82 shootout, I don't think I'll be that disappointed. As fun as that shit is, like in a race at the end, like you're looking at the standings, you're looking at what other teams are doing. It's a lot of fun, but like – it's also draining as shit. Like, you kind of want something left for the playoffs. Yeah, totally. Couldn't agree more. Thanks, man. I'll, the only thing I'll say is I, I love Ryan Ellis. Oh, Same as the other guy. He's, he's impressed. He really thanks has for having been. me. Appreciate it, Sean. Thanks for, uh, thanks for dropping in here. All right, let's get to the – oh, man, we are just – people are lining up tonight. People are excited about this 6-1. I, what is – especially after they lose the first one and it's that emotional high, that terrible second period – then they come back, and then they lose in the shootout. People are excited about this, so we're going to keep it going until we're out of callers here. Uh, let's go to Jeff Walberg. Jeff, you are live on the post game. Jeff, Jeff, look for an unmute button. Jeff, oh, looks like he uh, looks like he dropped off. So we are going to have to go to Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you are live on the post game. Yo, what's up, Bill? How's it going tonight, Hunter? Not too. Coming back from the game, so I, I have some points. Um, one point is, is I haven't been to a game like this where the energy was this high from the team and the fans in quite some time. And I've gone to plenty of games over the past three years. Um, I, I don't know what it was. I will say one thing, though. Seattle's had a brutal schedule. Um, I don't know if they, they looked pretty gassed tonight, but... That this is their fourth game, and the Flyers are only playing their second. They've started the season at home. Seattle's starting on the road, so like there are plenty of factors. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, uh, and you know, like I said, they played a great game. Uh, 
Drew showed up. Uh, everyone showed up. I don't know how they picked the three stars because that was a challenge. But uh, watching just the energy from uh, Sealer celebrating the, the fight and Nate Thompson uh, bowling his helmet across the ice was fucking great. Um, the other thing I have a question about, though, is it, still the power play. I mean, maybe they're trying different things, but I think it was the second power play. They were closing in on him, and then they, like, reset it and threw it back out to the point. I just, they need to shoot more on the power play. It's, it's the passing shit that pisses me off. They do. It looked like at one point they did have a good um, – Giroux was trying to set up Couturier with a one-timer and made the one extra pass, and uh, it, it got intercepted, and that was that. But power play is going to be a work in progress. As I can continue to be frustrated with this power play, or I can just look at it like – it's something that they're going to have to fit. Like it's not going to just figure itself out overnight. It's been a struggle for this team for a little while now. And it's, I think they have the players to get it figured out, but it's going to take some time, especially now. Like you have a unit with two defensemen on it, which I just absolutely hate. Uh, Maybe when Kevin Hayes comes back, that gets fixed, but there's going to be some moving pieces on this power play. I mean, how, for how long was it Jake and G now one of those guys is gone. Yeah, I, one quick question is Ristolainen day to day. What what is he? I I haven't. That's it. Sounds like day to day. Coming into today, everyone seemed confident he was gonna he was gonna play, and then you know the lineups came out, and he he was he was not out there. So I, I think it's still a last I heard, just day to day upper body injury, and you know maybe maybe he can go on Wednesday. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bill. Go Flyers. Appreciate it. Thanks, Hunter. All right, let's get some more in here. Ryan Christman, Ryan, you are live. Hey. Oh, I hear you. There you are. Yep, I'm here. Hey, uh, first off, thanks for doing this. I've been listening a while. Uh, uh, so if if G is going to play like this on a contract year, then we need to just continue to sign him to one-year deals until <laughs> right. Man, I am I am so interested to see what this Giroux contract eventually looks like. Because at this point, I just expected him to have fallen off more than he has. Like I always, I always kind of said, like I expect Couturier and Giroux just to skip to switch cap hits, and I thought it would be warranted. But at this point, man, Giroux's going to get more than like five or six million. No, and, and you know what? He deserves it. I mean, uh, you know, you hear all the naysayers, but then you hear everybody else being like, no, he's the heart and soul of the team. Like, he's a he's a leader. He leads by example. All this other stuff. And, like, you're seeing it now. It just happens to be maybe in a contract year. But, I mean, dude, the guy's a gamer. Like, he wants to win. He is. He's al- And he's always out there. He plays through everything. Like, you can't be his size in the league for this long and just, like, get lucky it's not like he's avoided injury. He's just played through everything basically his entire career. Uh, I mean, he's going to, he's going to end up being one of the best flyers of all time. He's already at the top of basically every list. He's going to end up being second or third in like every statistic uh, behind guys named like Clark and Barber who, you know, are in the fucking hall of fame and won two cups. I, it's a uh, man. I, I never want to see him go. Like he is the best flyer I'm likely ever going to see. So it's just like, yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see how this contract thing works out. 
Yeah, so just build build the GM, just uh, slide <laughs> in the job, give him three mil a year every year until they win the cup. He'll be fine. He'll be maybe he'll be thirty eight years old, maybe. But uh, the other thing I wanted to point out, Keith Yandel, what a goddamn signing! Man, especially early right now, it is looking like one of the steals of the offseason. Uh, I think Ryan Gilbert made the point on tw- Twitter today. Like, Ryan Ellis, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, Cam Atkinson, like, yeah, they're going to have their high points, the, the big-name guys we brought in. But some of these depth moves, uh, you know, whether it's Yandel or um, Nate Thompson even tonight and uh, Derek Broussard, like, these guys for a total of two and a half million bucks are going to provide some huge value for this team this year. This might be like low key. One of the best off seasons we've had in a long time. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And then uh, now we get uh checklist is going to give us a bunch of uh, cool Philly shirts. So, but so uh, yeah. Uh, thanks Bill. Appreciate the time. Appreciate it, Ryan. Take it easy. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to, oh, you know what? Jeff Walber is back. Let's go to Jeff real quick. How's it going today, Jeff? Hey, Bill, you hear me all right? I hear you. I got uh, you. Cool. Just quick p- PSA. That, that my screen had frozen before I came on, so if that happens to anybody else, just leave the room and come back. Um, gotcha. Yeah, awesome, and thanks for doing this. Exciting to come back uh, for the season. Of and, uh, you know, I wasn't able to chime in on the, after the last game, but – very happy to do it after that awesome win. So feeling pretty stoked right now. Um, I got to say, this team looks good on paper. I know there's a lot of question marks. Everybody's a- asking all the questions off season, but you know, the more I look at the team roster, I just get excited everywhere I look. We got great top end talent, great depth. You know, we've got rising stars. Farabee's looking awesome. The signings are great. Oh man! I mean, what's not like my one criticism? is they just have to do a better job of clearing the zone. So I've been seeing that pretty consistently, even through – I mean, that was a big problem last season. So, you know, if we can just do a better job of that across the board. But really, that's all I have to say. I appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks a lot. And, yeah, I do want to – I do want to – it is something I've noticed through these – I mean, breaking the puck out is a weakness for this team. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's breaking news for anybody. I expected it to get better with, you know, adding Keith Yandel, adding, um, adding Ryan Ellis, and perhaps it will through the season. But like I said, uh, at the top of the show, like first couple of minutes of this game, I was thinking, yo, why, uh, why do they have us pinned in the zone? Like this team doesn't have very many good players. It shouldn't be this hard for two defensemen to break a one man four check. Like, and yet somehow we're turning it over. Now the flyers got their legs moving. They got going and basically owned the game from there. So it wasn't a huge deal, but there were a few times they needed a couple of opportunities before they were able to get the puck out. And that has been um, maybe this team's biggest Achilles heel over the last few years, you know, last year, goaltending, exceeded all other problems but a failure to get the puck out of the zone against a uh, a team with like literally any dangerous player uh which Seattle doesn't have is going to be a problem and we saw that like against Vancouver you give guys with that sort of talent enough enough shots and some of them are going to go in even if it's off crazy bounces so that is something they got to get cleaned up it is maybe the biggest weakness of this team that I've seen so far um just the simple breakout getting you know that d to d pass uh, getting the third man down low enough to 
take a pass and break it out by skating instead of hoping a long pass into the neutral zone makes it, which it probably won't. So we'll see. We'll see if they get that cleaned up, but it is probably the biggest area of concern so far. All right, let's see. Mike Pellegrino. Mike, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill. I uh, just wanted to go over a couple of things for the game. First off, it looked amazing. But um, Derek Broussard might be the steal of the year. Just the defensive zone awareness that he has, it's it hasn't been something that's been on this team for at least five or six years. I mean, Couturier obviously plays a hell of a two-way game, but just being able to escape and, and get a fresh change. I saw Broussard flipped out a puck when we were hemmed in there for about a minute, minute and a half with his line in the ice. And that veteran move right there is just... It's great to see because uh, usually when we're hemmed in our zone for at least the past three years, it's it's an automatic goal. I mean, I can just watch it and see it coming. But I, I yeah, it get- doesn't it doesn't end until either the goalie freezes it or you know the other team puts one up on the scoreboard. Like those are the only ways they get out of their zone. Hopefully, they can win a faceoff. Like that's that's it for them uh, to be able to have an extra element is huge. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the Derek Broussard signing is going to be the best out of the free agent acquisitions we made, and uh, I, I'm really excited to see what Ristolainen is going to bring to the table. I mean, I saw a couple good things from him playing really physical uh, in the preseason, and I think that's the other element that the Flyers have been missing. Um, Nick Sealer or Nate Nate Nick Sealer brought it Nick tonight. C- Nick Sealer, yeah, yeah, he brought it tonight, and uh, Nate Thompson. That's what I was mixing it up with. But Nate Thompson, love the the four checking game he plays, and then uh, I'm excited to see what Risto does. So uh, appreciate you doing this, of course. Oh yeah, no problem. I mean, I just I just bought a house, so I got to uh, I got to nail down as many of these post games as I possibly can to Broad Street Hockey. You know, Steph, she's always looking for a reason to get rid of me, so I can't give it to her. I got to show up to work. I, I'm kidding. She can't fire me. I guess she can, right? She is my boss. Well, only one way to find out. Let's call in sick for a week. No, can't do that. Got to pay for this house. All right. Uh, Patrick McKenzie. Patrick, you are live on the post game. Yo, Bill, you got me? Yeah. How's it going tonight, Patrick? Good, man. Um, I don't. I know you don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, how the hell is this the goal song that they landed on? And I like the song. But it is not a good goal song at all. I'd, yeah, it ha- it's growing on me. Uh, it's fun, I guess. But like the fact that it supposedly got enough votes, like one to be nominated and then two to be in the final three, is shocking to me. Honestly, uh, it, it's fine. It's whatever. If they score a bunch of goals, I don't give a shit what they play at the end of the day. But it is. It doesn't seem like this could possibly be like a legitimate vote situation, and this ended up in the top three. It sounds just like the one they've had for the past few years, like just a, a fast beat, like kind of EDM ish, and that and that's it, you know. Yeah, it's I, it, there's nothing like um, there's nothing particularly unique about it. I, it it's it's fine. Nothing catchy. Yeah. Nothing unique. Nothing unique about it. Like it's not something the crowd can sing along with. But but all right, that's, that's all I got, man. Thank you. All right, take it easy, Patrick. Uh, let's see here. Nikki Hall. Nikki, you are live. All right. So I definitely have to say the one thing in regards to the power play. I mean, honestly, it's a new season. And I know I understand a lot of people are just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's a new season. Same song, same song, same song, different dance, some, some, some shit like that. Um, but no, I think, I think 
it's only a couple games into the season, and I feel like they're going to get those lucky bounces because, like, you know, this is a brand brand new look team, and like, you know, I can't really look at two games and be like, "Oh, the power power plays atrocious." It really isn't. I mean, it's bad, yes, but it's not as bad as it can be. You know what I mean? No, yeah, like I do. Like I said earlier, it was the power play was just G and Jake for how long? Oh, now yeah, no. fifty. Now fifty percent of that is gone. Like they have to come up with they have to right. come up with a, a different strategy, and it's going to take some time. Like Sean Couturier, I love him, and I do think they needed to move on from Jake. Mm-hmm. But on the right on the on the right wing mm-hmm. wall, like he's not Jake. Jake was very good at that, and it's it's just going to take some time to like get the dynamics right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just, honestly, the chemistry with the lines they do have. And I am kind of interested to see how it does, like, when Ristolainen does eventually make his appearance and when Hayes does come back to see, like, how they're going to shuffle as far as, like, that goes. Because, like, you know, like, Hayes was, I mean, before his, you know, before all this had happened with him, you know, he was actually not terrible on the power play. He was actually decent for, you know... So I'm kind of curious to see, like, what lines they're going to roll out as far as, like, you know, who they think will have the best chemistry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's going to be, especially, like, when some guys start to come back, Hayes, Ristolainen, and whatever, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of moving pieces. I do think it's going to take it's going to take maybe two months before we know what this team really looks like, what the, what the lines should be. Now, you know, injuries and slumps and everything, lines get shuffled around, guys come in and out of the lineup. But, like, what the, like, optimal lineup should be, I think will take some time uh, to figure out. I mean, honestly, I really hope, and, you know, knock on wood here, but, like, I, I really hope that we have limited injuries this season because, oh. like, that – that the past couple of years has really like that's put a huge hole into our lineup. I like I, I will say to this day that every single Philly team, and, and to an extent it, there is a truth that we are literally we literally have the most snake bitten teams out there. Cause legitimately, anytime we ever get on a good roll or we're going real well, it's like what the all the, like with last I hate to bring up last season. I'm sorry, but like, you know, we were rolling real well and then half our team gets COVID and then we come back and we're shit. And it's just like, no, yeah, it was, they were starting to really, it felt like figure things out right before they got hit with the, uh, with the COVID delay. And then they never recovered. Like then it was over. Then they, it was, they just never recovered. But yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, Nikki. Um, It was, you always hope for limited injuries. You need to stay healthy. You need your best players on the ice. They're your best fucking players. They're your best chance to win. But I will say, with some guys getting some opportunity right now, uh, higher in the lineup or you know in the lineup whatsoever, that could be beneficial down the line. Now, listen, if you have a cluster injury and like you know, Couturier, Giroux, and and Hayes are all out at the same time, you're you don't have enough centers to fill those holes. But right now, I think having Nick Sealer get some reps, you know, having Max Willman get some reps, I think could help them down the line uh, when they are dealing with some midseason injuries. Hopefully there are none, but in all likelihood, there will be. Oh, Jesus, Steve Jacob. Steve, what the hell are you doing here? Bill, I got nothing better to do. What am I not doing here? Come on. <laughs> 
Steph number one. Steph wanted to let you know you are fired and rehired, so I wanted to pass that along. So it's fucking Tuesday. <laughs> no, you're killing it. Come on, we can't fire you. So first of all, obvious we need a recount on the goal song. It's obvious. Stop it's the steal. Stop, Stop the steal right steal. now. It's obviously fraudulent and fake. Let's let's get to the bottom of this. But I got I don't hate it. Like it's growing on me already. But like they just scored they just scored six, six goals. I'm going to be happy well, with whatever happens. Yeah. I I do love that. Well, on that note, I wanted to know how obvious is it that Jake Voracek was the one holding Claude Giroux back from shooting this entire time? Uh, you know, it was it was Jake Voracek. I called him on you better you bet the other day. Um, I called him the Czech Ben Simmons, just refuses to shoot. And apparently it rubbed off on Giroux far too much. But hey, <laughs> now now Jake's gone and she's going to lead the league in goals probably. He's got as many as Ovi right Fire now. away, Jake. Fire away. I love it. Yeah. All right, man. That's all I got. Just wanted to say hi. Oh, all right, Steve. Well, get some sleep. Uh, do we have, who else is here? Jesus, people are still trying to chime in. I'm trying to wrap this thing up, guys. No, I'm kidding. I'll go as long as you do. Uh, Casey, I'm not saying <laughs> Casey Kumpsta. I'm sorry. It's, it looks funny written down. Casey, you're live. And I lost Casey. Okay, uh, let's see. Dan Allen. Dan, you're live. Hey, I just wanted to say real quick that I, I too, actually kind of like the goal song. Got to say, I, uh, I didn't think I would because I listened to it on, on YouTube, and I was like, this is ugh. But then actually, no, I, think, I it, think it. There's a um, there's a better like live in the arena and like just playing on TV. It sounds a lot better than when you just like hit it on YouTube and you're like, really, what the hell is this? I, I think there's something. There's just a better element to it when you actually see it with the crowd and everything. Yeah, and uh, you know the, the last goal song they were using last year was just awful. It did nothing for me, and uh, I think yeah. I think I'm the only person in the entire world somehow that doesn't like dupe. I kind of hated it, <laughs> so uh, I didn't like it at the time. I really didn't like it because it replaced uh, it replaced bro him, which I absolutely loved. And then they were just like, "Here, it's the union song," and I was like, "Well, I don't give a shit about soccer." Uh, I do think it, it's a cool thing. If like if everybody in town say like use the Eagles fight song or so like or use High Hopes by Harry Callis like some sort of unifying thing, but if it's just like oh yeah the Union is dupe, let's use it too. Like that doesn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last thing I'll say is that uh, you know I'm not holding my breath because you know it's it's the online people, but you know hopefully this will settle down some of the sky is falling mentality that I've been seeing the entire off season and so forth. Oh no, but I'm not holding. My <laughs> no, 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 no. Thanks a lot, Dan. No, 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 no. People, listen, I started off the show saying what? Seattle sucks. And that's all anyone needs to say. Oh, yeah, they beat a team that sucks. Well, they did what they were supposed to do. Like, they're supposed to beat a team that sucks, and they did. How often do we complain about, like, oh, yeah, here we go. It's Buffalo on a Tuesday, so you know we're going to lose because we always play down to our competition. Oh, shit, they didn't tonight, so I'm happy about that. And the last caller of the night, Ryan Christman, is back. Ryan, you get the pleasure of wrapping it up for me. Ryan, you appear to be muted. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to chime in on the uh, on the goal song. Um, I didn't like it either, and then <laughs> I heard it like ten times in the past like four days. 
Yeah, in the past I'll, four periods of hockey, I'll, we've heard it ten times. So I'm, I'm okay with it now. I listen to it like my kids like it, like my kids listen to it. So I'm okay with it. You know, they, they yeah. you know, Comcast goes with, you know, they go with the trendy, the trendy song that people like. Apparently at game one, like all, all the girls were, were rocking to it for those four goals. So, you know. Well, that's all that matters then. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's a goal song. It, it Like it's not. Thanks a lot, Ryan. It's it is what it is like people. The thing about music is everyone has different tastes. And so like three quarters of people aren't going to like whatever they chose, no matter what, like because they want what they wanted and not what someone else picked. Like when someone else has control of I was going to say iPod because I still have an iPod, but you get what I'm saying. When someone else has control of the Spotify, it's like, oh, when are we going to play my music? Like it's People need to get over it. But you know what? We need to get over this show, too. We're coming up on an hour, and the Flyers won 6-1 to one tonight, so that is A-OK with me. Uh, we can go long every time they win this year because, God damn, it sure beats losing. It's like, better than losing? Yeah, so, hey, 6-1 win over Dave Hackstall's Seattle. I almost said Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Kraken tonight. That is a huge one. Uh, thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for listening. I will be back for Wednesday's game against Boston. Uh, I hope to hear you and see you all with me that night. Uh, special thank you to Clear Rum. I want to shout it out to Clear Rum. Uh, last show, I said you could get their you could get their product in a Center City bar called uh, what I call it Plow and Stow. Yeah, I mixed up Plow and Star and Pass and Stow. Pass and Stow is the beer garden at the at Citizens Bank Park. Plow and Star is the bar you can go to to get delicious clear rum. So please do that. Uh, support the pod. Support clear rum and support a local business. It's a bunch of Flyers fans that are making delicious rum. You know you're going to want to try that. So check that out. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you know the drill. You got to hit subscribe. God damn it, hit subscribe. Just do it. It ain't that hard. Uh, and you'll be inundated with content. Honestly, you won't be able to keep up with this, let alone any other podcast. So, like, if you, it's it's hockey season, you got to narrow it down. Broad Street Hockey is the way to go. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content daily. Broad Street Hockey Radio, obviously the flagship show. You also get Fly Perbly, Flyers Forecast, checking out the competition with Kelly, uh, on my post games. You get all this and more. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. You'll love it so much. You'll want to give us a five-star review. Um, so do that as well. All right, I'm all talked out. I need to go sit down and watch wrestling. So until next time, friends, have a great week, everybody.